Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. The One Teen Unity comp vinyl is up for order. All the variants have sold out. You can still get the normal black vinyl from From Within Records. And if you're overseas from Nuclear Family, so please go check that out and support them. Such an awesome thing. And I'm forever grateful to have been able to be sponsored by from within records i support everything that they've done and i am pretty sure i'm going to continue to support them going on in the future such an awesome record label i love what they're doing over there and with that this whole month i've been trying my best to get bands from the comp on and i thought it would be fitting to end the month of september with carter the guy behind from within records, the guy who kind of managed and put this whole comp together. Great dude. Had him on the podcast before. I was stoked that he was down to come back on and just talk about things related to the comp and things coming out in the future. So thank you again, Carter, for being down to come on the podcast. Thank you, everybody who's supported the comp, whether you picked up a CD and or a vinyl uh I, I really appreciate it make sure to follow them on instagram and twitter so please strap in and without further ado welcome carter holmes to the show one c live welcome back to the podcast carter what's up not much i just wanted to you know have you back on obviously uh i feel like from within records has uh, been staying busy and you guys had the once in unity comp drop not too long ago so i just wanted to have you come on and just talk about it yeah thank you for having me back um yeah i mean obviously a bunch of people have been talking about it and it's definitely uh been received way better than I thought it would. So I've been pretty excited about everything going on right now. Yeah, for people who don't know, uh, where did this whole idea come from to uh, put together a compilation uh, of all these bands and um, have that cool message? Yeah, uh, so I think just anyone who likes hardcore likes compilations. You know, it's just sick. It's, it's just like a playlist of bands and current bands going on right now. Cause there's all kind of comps, but they're kind of older. So I just thought, Hey, this would be like a cool thing to do to just, you know, ask bands that I'm into current bands, you know, uh, if they'd want to do it and everyone was down. So only a few people had to drop, but I think overall it turned out like, I don't think it could have been any better. So I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest, I, I was really surprised and stoked to see how many people were reposting it and talking about it the day that it came out and just seeing it get so much support. I, I thought it was like really cool to see that so many people were down to, uh, you know, push and promote it. And it, it seemed like it was uh, per perceived like pretty well by a lot of different people. Yeah. I mean, I was like straight up in shock. Like I knew it would do uh, pretty good. That's not me like bragging on myself or anything, but it's like there's 15 bands on, you know, someone, is going to find something that they like and it's all new songs. It's not like it's old stuff. So I was like, yeah, this will do good. You know? Um, I mean, like I said, there's just so many bands, someone likes them, but it, it literally blew up. Like it was like everywhere when it came out. 
Yeah, it was crazy. I, uh, I yeah, I mean it was cool. Uh, I, I regret not doing vinyl at first. Uh, that's why I did CDs because I just I had no idea it was going to be like this big, big. You know what I mean? Good. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that you actually decided to do the vinyl because obviously it's cool to have um, multiple formats of it. Obviously, it's on the uh, you know the streaming services and uh, having CDs are cool. But the fact that you guys decided to come out and actually do vinyl. I, I thought that was like a, a cool move. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people were stoked to be able to get it on vinyl as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, I really, really, really wish that I originally would have just done vinyl. I, like I said, I just really had no idea it was gonna, uh, get the exposure that it did. So I did CDs. Um, but, I don't know. Some people, I was scared. They'd be like, well, I just bought this CD and now he's putting up vinyl. Like I should have just bought the vinyl instead, but hopefully not. I mean, the CD was only 10 bucks, so it's not like it's a crazy amount of money. So, but yeah, I wish I would have did the vinyl first, but it is what it is at this point. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, you know, obviously it's, I, I don't think it's a bad move because it, this the vinyl came out shortly after the CDs, and I and I, I don't think like the the hype had you know faded or whatever. And I feel like uh, so many people were into it and wanted to support. And I know a lot of people wanted vinyl, so the fact that you were able to do it, I, I don't think it just hurt too many people because I'm um, you know seeing it get posted by a, a bunch of different people and seeing a certain variants sell out. I was like, all right, cool. People are still down to support and are, are still into what's going on with it. Yeah. Uh, so when I up everything my inbox was just flooded they were like is this going to be vinyl is this going to be on vinyl is this going to be on vinyl and a couple of my friends before it came out they're like you should just do a record and for like the minimum amount of record you can do is 300 and that's about two thousand dollars so that's like not you know a fortune but that's not just money you can throw around and if you lose it everything's okay like you know that would have been pretty depressing if i lost two grand and like i said i didn't know how this was going to do so the CDs are like, they're still cool and you can't really lose like money on them. Cause like, you know, it's just not, not that much at all in comparison to, you know, pressing vinyl. So it's a pretty safe thing to do. So that's why I went with the CDs at first, but you know, uh, uh, now I'm happy that I have vinyl out cause that's definitely just been the goal from the beginning. So there'll be a lot more coming from now. Now that I see it's not so like, because all my friends were like oh you'll be fine you'll be fine but i was just like i don't know what if it flops and you know then you lose two grand or something like that so it just was kind of scary thought at first and uh, well that's cool to hear I'm, I'm glad that you're able to get through this process and uh, we can expect more vinyl from from within in the future oh definitely i already got some uh i don't want to speak on it yet um but i already have one band i know for sure uh 12 inch uh record is going to be coming out in 2021 but with just the way coronavirus is and everything right now uh we're just not announcing anything yet but soon that'll be happening uh hopefully we can announce it like towards the end of this year like december or so uh for 2021 i'm just curious a while back you guys mentioned that there would be a burning strong vinyl pressed uh, and i don't think i've ever seen anything updated okay, since i'm sorry you cut out oh uh, a while back i saw you guys post about uh burning, oh, the, strong. burning the burning strong yeah 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 um so actually a record label named patient zero hit them up and was just like hey i really like this you know i'll do it on vinyl if you guys are down and i was like yeah that's cool uh 
you know, I don't, I think any, any exposure, like multiple exposure from different places is good. So I was down for someone else to do the vinyl since I already did the CD and they actually just got, they got the test press in the same day. I got the uh, comp test. Okay. Hell yeah. Pre-orders and all that should be up within a few weeks. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah for sure. Cause uh, like I said, I, I feel like it had been a while since I heard anything on that front about the burning strong vinyl. So it's cool to hear. Because the test presses came in, that it's still going forward. So I'm definitely looking forward to that because I really enjoyed oh, that yeah, record. Yeah. Yep, I hope that all this stuff ends soon and they can like go on tour and stuff because they literally released the album like at the beginning of all this, which sucks. But you know, hopefully it's over soon. Yeah, I, I definitely remember that because they're supposed to be on that show with like Code Orange uh, with that tour that was passing through, and then yeah. Everything yeah, yeah, that was, that was like the record release show. You know, we made all these CDs for it, and we were gonna. Uh, we were actually, I forgot, we made a hundred CDs, and we were just gonna give them out like a certain. I think it was like thirty, and we were just gonna give out at the door, like as people walked in, because mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, we just thought that'd be a cool thing, and people, you know, could listen to the band, and maybe they would like watch the band if they got the CD for free and stuff like that, just to get them some more exposure. But that show unfortunately got canceled, obviously. Yeah, it's definitely a, obviously bad timing, and that's the kind of stuff that, like you, you can't plan for. So um, hopefully, yeah, uh, things do get better, and like this whole thing can just kind of bands can start getting back and playing shows, and eventually you know build up to start touring again. Because it, it is strange that you know it's end of September, we're already out of summer, and this uh, whole situation's still the same. And it, it's yeah, I mean. It definitely, uh, it sucks. And I don't want to talk about it too much because I know everyone's so sick of it. Mm-hmm. I'm Everyone in the world is sick of it right now. So I totally understand that. But I mean, everyone feels the same. This shit sucks right now. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping that somehow FYA will still happen a few months later than it was supposed to. It's obviously not looking too good right now, but I'm still holding out on that fest happening. Yeah, and it's something unfortunate that uh, just timing-wise there at the beginning of the year, and uh, it's just like, yeah, right now I feel like, yeah, it definitely is a, a weird position to try to start planning for something that's going to happen next year when there's like there's some hope like you know obviously like ford is pretty crazy and uh, they're trying to go into like phase three and just like reopen everything but uh i, I don't know like what's going to happen in, in these next couple of months it's going to be pretty interesting to see like where these uh you know numbers with the cases are, are if they're going to actually go down and things are actually going to get better are we going to get vaccines or whatnot but I, i'm just hoping things get better soon yeah so uh for- like I, I can't. It's it'd be too long. We'd have to do a whole another podcast to explain it. But it is truly kind of hell on earth here right now. Yeah, and uh, recently, uh, I, I, I obviously like, we follow each other on social media. That you did you uh, experience that hurricane right that that passed through recently? Yeah, yeah, Hurricane uh, Sally. Um, it wasn't too crazy, but it was just supposed to hit as a tropical storm. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally got here, it was like five away from a Category 3 hurricane, which a Category, you know, I've been in hurricanes throughout my life just living down here. And a Category 3 is when it's like, okay, you should maybe consider leaving like town. Like a Category 3 can destroy houses. Normally one and two, it can do damage with flooding and stuff. But Category 3 is when it gets like the winds are, you know, they'll fuck stuff up. So it uh, definitely wasn't that, you know, we were, we were lucky, you know, nothing crazy happened in Pensacola as a whole, but it definitely was way worse than it was made out. It was going to be. So 
I didn't have power for like six days, which isn't the end of the world. You know, like I said, it could have been worse. The, the main thing was a lot of people didn't have power. That was the biggest annoyance. So um, there was some pretty bad flooding, but I don't think anyone, I didn't hear about in the news, anyone dying or anything like that. So it could have been way worse. That's crazy. Six days of that power. Like, are, are you guys like prepared with like generators or are you guys just kind of having to deal with not having power at all? No, and you know, uh, yeah, we just, we just sit, uh, because the power goes out, the, uh, for whatever reason, the cell service just doesn't work anymore, like the data. So it was literally just sitting in the house. You can't get on your phone. You can't even get on your internet on the phone to like waste time. You literally just sit in a like house. I mean, I played some board games with my friends, so it wasn't miserable, but like there was just truly nothing to do. And as far as like your refrigerator, cause like, I've never experienced anything like like anything like that because out here in california we don't have to deal with that kind of stuff but yeah like i'm just thinking about you know obviously you guys have a refrigerator there's food in there like do you guys just have to try to use it as soon as possible or you guys kind of like accept the fact that it's going to go bad oh yeah we just we just had to throw everything away i mean after like after like 12 hours of no power the fridge starts leaking that's just the end of it damn that's crazy yeah (laughs) yeah uh yeah, like Hurricane Ivan was the worst hurricane I've ever been in. That was like 2004. Mm-hmm. People didn't have power for three weeks. Three weeks. That's a, so that's insane. three weeks. Yep. Yeah, pretty pretty whack. <laughs> and I, I saw like you posted a picture. Like obviously it was of some flooding. And like where you're at, where you live, is it uh, built to uh, be prepared for like water getting that high? Yeah, where I live, uh, that was like right by my house, but it's like I live on top of the hill and that road is like kind of going towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. And there was a car underwater. Uh, I don't know. I guess they tried to, ju- no, they weren't hurt or anything. No one died in that. But I guess they thought they could drive through the water and their car literally was just completely underwater or just the roof. With what? I'm sorry, you're waking up at the end? Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that was bad flooding right there. The car was like completely submerged underwater, but no one got hurt or anything. It was just kind of funny to see someone's car underwater. I guess they thought they could drive through it. Yeah, that's a crazy risk to think like, all right, maybe I. Yeah. And hopefully, where they were trying to go was like important and worth it to try to take that risk. And then you know you kind of yeah. realize like, oh <laughs> shit, there's no way I'm driving through this. That's insane. Because just to think about yeah. like how deep the water has to be for like a, an entire car to get submerged, it's crazy. Oh yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, damn. Well, it, it, I, I'm glad at least you've lived there long enough to be experienced and it's not like the craziest thing that happened. And there, like, you know, like I said, the reported, hopefully there was no deaths and everybody was fine. And it was just you know, a, a thing that happens. Yeah. Everything, like I said, seemed fine. And yeah, people are definitely just used to it here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, recently from within you guys put out the demo tape for, uh, one-on-one can you talk about uh how you guys linked up with that band from pa yeah so uh dom who was on the podcast recently from uh Simulacra, he hit me up and he was like hey uh like my friends are doing a new band um and it's some people that were in enemy mind and uh like bands like built upon frustration and shit like that so i, I like those bands and i was like oh, there's no way it's not sick uh so i hit up the guy who sings in it, uh, Mike, and I was like, hey, I'll put the tape out for it, like, send me the music when you can, and he did, and I was like, dude, this is insanely sick, um, 
yeah, so I was happy to put that out. I want to do more with them. Hopefully they do shows. I would definitely do a record for that band. I think people are going to love them, especially live. Um, yeah, so hopefully they can play a show soon and all that. And the demo sold really well. Sold out in, you know, like the first few hours. So people definitely, it was definitely received well. Hell yeah. And you guys ended up having to do uh, like a second run of tapes for them, right? Because the, the first run did so yep, well. I ended up uh, doing more because a bunch of people, I don't like doing that personally. I like to keep stuff limited, not like in a, in like a weird way. I just think, you know, if, if there's like a, a million of something, it, it, it loses like its meaning. So, but a bunch of people were like, Hey, I missed out on this, blah, blah, blah. Like it was enough where I was like, okay, I'll put, put some more audio in the hour. So. Yeah, like I said, it's been received very well so far. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, where it, you're not trying to make it like super exclusive or try to hype it up, but you're not trying to press like a, a million tapes because um, obviously the, the music is online, so uh, it's available that way. But if people really want like the physical, they should have been paying uh, like you know paying attention and following you guys and been there when the stuff dropped or. Maybe they can try to you know get it for resale. So I I, I definitely understand that. Yeah, and it, I'm the same way with records too. Like once the the comp is like sold out, that that'll, that'll be the end of it. You'll have to get it on Discogs or whatever if someone sells it on Depop or something. Um, yeah, I just like to keep stuff more limited because I feel like it has more meaning, you know, in the long run. Okay, and as far as the records, obviously the pre-orders went up Friday. Uh, is there a, a time frame for you to get the actual physical records back? Uh, yeah, I was told that I would have them uh, at the beginning of November. So not long at all, just like another month. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. a lot faster than I thought. I've heard some people who uh, they wait like three months for the test prep is backed up and whatnot, but I got it like really fast and uh yeah i thought i was gonna have them in like december but when i found out it was november i got super pumped because people don't have to wait that long yeah i feel like that, that's a pretty quick turnaround especially with everything that's going on in the world so for you to be able to get the pre-orders up friday uh late late september and just about like a, a month later to have everything you know in your position and be able to start shipping them out i, I think that's really cool yep i agree can you talk about uh, there were some exclusive variants with uh, Triple B and Nuclear Family. Yeah, so uh, I've done a, a, a few things with uh, Josh from Nuclear Family before. Um, he just hit me up, and he, he actually did a pre-order for the CD, too, because um, it's a little bit easier that way, because shipping to uh, Europe from America is obviously really expensive. One big box at once, and then he can ship out it ends up being cheaper for people in the long run. And it's just more exposure. You know, if other people are selling it through me, it just, you know, just more people see it. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, triple B, um, triple B happened because he actually is the one who helped me do the record. So, uh, I don't think he'll mind me talking about this, but my friend, Alex Casey, who runs uh streets of hate, he hit me up. He was like, Hey, Sam triple B, uh, Sam from triple B said, um, you know, if you need any help with the record, you know, hit him up, blah, 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 or whatever. He said that he would basically, he basically paid for everything and is allowing me to pay him back. So a uh, big shout out to him because like I said, I was kind of scared to do it at first and I definitely would not have been able to do 500 records. So uh, yeah, Sam, 
literally fronted the money, let me order them, and just said, pay them back when the records sell. So, and he just asked if he could do an exclusive color out of 100 for his store. And, you know, Triple B is like easily the biggest label around, you know, maybe in the history of hardcore. I don't know. It's pretty big. So I was like, probably wouldn't have. Um, so all around, super sick. And I'm really thankful for him for doing that for me. Damn, that's that's cool to to hear. You know, obviously, Sam will be running his own record label. Uh, he doesn't have to do anything like that. So for him to, uh, you know, kind of put it out there that he's uh, more than willing to help you out with the records and kind of get your feet wet with uh, doing vinyl. I, I think that's super cool, and you know, to, and even to just want to have like a exclusive, an exclusive colorway for the Triple B store, I, I think it's like super cool that they would even want to be a part of something like that. Yeah, like I said, I was never met him in my life. I literally never have. I've only talked to him through text message, uh, text messaging, and he was just like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, I I couldn't have, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if other labels didn't help me out when I started. So I'm just kind of paying it forward." So. Like I said, big shout out to him for that. Um, cause the record probably wouldn't have happened without that. Just cause, I, like I said, the, just the numbers were scary. Mm-hmm. So, and I, like I said, it, it would have been like out of 300, it would have sold out already if that was the case. But, um, he, he actually wanted to do more than 500 at first. And I was like, that seems crazy to me. So let's just do 500 and see how it goes. And it's gone, uh, super well so far. I think I've sold in total really good. Um, if shows were around, I, I feel pretty confident that we would have sold out. Like if I could have, you know, brought the, bring them to shows that were happening to sell them and stuff like that. Uh, cause some people just don't buy stuff online, mm-hmm. but if they see it in person in front of them, they'll get it. So, uh, yeah, shout out to, uh, Sam. Yeah. Uh, imagine walking up to any of those bands that were on the comp, like their table at a show and then seeing the, the comp on vinyl there. Yeah. People would easily bought that like no problem. So that, that's something cool. Yeah, to hear. Exactly. It's cool to hear that you guys like did if, so uh, well. Yeah, yeah. Like if FYA was happening and I brought it there, I feel like it would sell really well. So um, uh, I should I should still have some left over. I mean, I don't see like 150 more or something like that going, you know, just in the next few weeks or anything like that. So hopefully I have some to sell uh, in person at shows when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn. That's sick. And even um, you mentioned the the exposure overseas. That is definitely awesome that you um, linked up with a nuclear family and were able to kind of get it out there that way because ordering stuff overseas and having to ship it like, you know, shipping costs are pretty crazy. Uh, I, I've been staring at like stuff on like some bad for people because. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, yeah. Talking about shipping. I feel bad for some people because I don't want people to think like I'm ripping them off with a shipper or anything, but sometimes like to ship a cassette over, I think it's like $13 to ship it out of the U S like that's more than the cassette cost, mm-hmm. which sucks. But I mean, that's just unfortunately the way it is. So anytime I can, you know, link up with him or anyone else, I'll gladly do it just to make it a little bit cheaper for people, you know, to uh, buy the tapes and stuff that they want. Yeah. And also, uh, it's probably better to just kind of get them all in bulk over and just have them in one centralized location instead of you trying to just like ship it in a bunch of different like yeah, places sure. and it chances of it getting lost in transit or not yep. making through customs or something like weird like that. Cause that, that's definitely happened. Uh, you know, I've, I've experienced stuff like that and that's definitely pretty whack. You know, you pay so much money 
expecting your package and then it just never shows up and obviously it's like out of your hand so it's like definitely not a good thing so it's definitely cool that you're able to have somebody out there who's willing to help out and kind of get it out there and try to make it more uh affordable and just make more sense for everybody like you know in that part of the world yep i agree so uh yeah shout out to nuclear family records okay uh, you mentioned uh, that i had dom on the podcast and he mentioned that the this comp could be happening again maybe like a annual thing can you talk about that yeah so i i would like to do one once a year um that's the plan like as long as it feels right like if it's like issue nine is out or something like that and just no one gives a fuck anymore i won't do it but i mean there's always going to be new good bands that i'm into and I think like new newer bands is the most important thing about hardcore. Like that's what keeps it going. It can't be these same, you know, and I love older bands. Everyone does, but there always has to be like the new thing coming along. That's, you know, pushing, you know, the scene further and stuff like that. So I would like to do one every year. Probably I would base it around FYA. Uh, Cause I'm from Florida. And I mean, I, in my opinion, that's just the best fest. And like a lot of the bands that I will be play FYA because like FYA is just about current young bands for the most part, which is what the whole idea of the comp is. So I would like to do it around FYA every year, but if FYA doesn't like happen this year or whatnot, and we'll just see what happens. But yeah, that's the plan is to do one once a year. Oh yeah. No, that's like such a cool idea. And obviously the fact that you're willing to want to do it and put the work into it, uh, I think it'd be something cool to look forward to and especially the fact that you want to tie it to the fest it, it would just make it like i feel like it would just kind of make the fest a little more special then obviously uh people have a, a new record to look forward to every year and kind of hi- get hyped about it and obviously uh, i i agree with you that you know you like newer and younger bands like in hardcore are definitely really important because uh, those are the people and uh, the kids that are going to keep this thing going because obviously the established bands that's cool and and like the older like legacy bands obviously are awesome but we always have to you know share and um, have focus on the newer stuff that's going on to keep this whole thing going because if we ignore the younger kids and you know try to uh, not welcome them or keep them out like this thing's gonna end at some point so i I definitely like that idea yeah and like just the idea with it like just in my mind if like if fya was like the release of the vinyl like that was the first place people could buy it at not online or anything yet just at the fest and say there's like four or five bands on the comp that are playing their brand new song, like at the fest. Like, I just think that would be, you know, super cool and people would be super into it. And, you know, like I said, that's the goal. Um, when everything is back to normal, definitely to plan it around FYA. Okay. No, I, I definitely like that idea because obviously bands take advantage of being at the fest and will do FYA exclusive merch and those things always pop off like it's always something cool to be able to have and look forward to so i i, I definitely honestly I, I never even thought of like that idea to tie stuff like that to a fest so the fact that that's something you want to do i i think it's like seriously really cool and i i hope things come together and we can actually see it happen yeah like i said that's the goal and uh uh bob who runs fya is one of the people who uh helps with the label he he runs the twitter and stuff and i talk to him uh, just about like bands, like, Hey, should we, should I do something for this? Or he'll send me bands and be like, Hey, you should check this out. Uh, you know, it'd be cool to do a tape for them and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we definitely, uh, are close friends and, you know, work together on stuff. So I think it'd be cool all around. 
yeah bob's a great guy and obviously i feel like he's uh, like i i sometimes speak about these like brilliant minds in hardcore and i i look at him and the fact that like you know his track record when you look at the stuff that he's done with fya the bands that he's been in and like his love for hardcore like i think he's like you know somebody that's pretty important not not only to like you know his local scene and uh like fya but i think just like hardcore in general yeah, I mean, he, he's the man. Most people, uh, most people when they get to his age, and I'm not calling him, and he is an old fuck, but I'm not calling him an old fuck. Okay. Uh, they, people just, just stop caring, you know what I mean? Uh, which, you know, I kind of get, cause, you know, some people have kids, or you just go through shit in life, but, uh, I could just never imagine at any age, just like, just not caring about hardcore anymore. Like, it, it really just, I don't get it when people are like, don't want to check out new bands or, and all that shit. And Bobby, obviously, as much as like some young kid in like high school who they have all this time to like listen to bands because he just cares enough to pay attention to like newer bands coming out. And I think that's sick. Um, you know, I wish everyone was that way. But like I said, a lot of people just get older and they're just like, oh, I just don't care that much anymore. And he's the opposite, you know, uh, like FYA isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And I fully believe that is like by far, I'm a little biased, but I think that's the best best just like the vibe, the lineup, just everything about it is just, you know, 10 out of 10, in my opinion. For sure. And I feel like that's why I, like, uh, really like talking to you guys. Obviously, like the people that I met at FYA, uh, I, I keep in contact with you. I, I you know, always try to uh, DM and keep up with Bob. Uh, just your guys' mindset when it comes to hardware, because I feel like I'm on like that same wavelength. Like I love it so much, and it's really important to me. Obviously, I I, I do this podcast, so I, I always just try to uh, you know put on and just like spread awareness for bands that I'm into or people that I think are interesting and people should be tuning into. So I definitely like that you guys uh, you know love hardcore as much as me, and I definitely love FYA. I I seriously have talked about it so much this like entire year, just like whenever I can, like the, like any opportunity, like it's all just been positivity and looking back and thinking about like that being the best weekend of the entire year is just insane to me. And like, that's something that I'm looking forward to being able to do in the future. Cause it was the first time that I've ever gone to FYA and I'm just like dying to go back to experience it more and just like have, uh, you know, the chance to create more memories there. Yeah. Last FYA was, I, I would say the best one uh, ever. Like that venue, besides the sound people having issues, that venue was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the AC was on full blast the whole time. Uh, there was like places to go eat around that weren't like super out of the way. There was a lot of room. I remember when I like first walked in the room, uh, before everyone was there, just this room is huge. Like this might look crazy. But then as soon as the band started playing, I was like, oh no, this is like perfect. Like this literally couldn't be any better. Yeah, 100%. There was just, yeah, there was like a perfect amount of room because I, I, I never felt crowded. Or if there was a time where I wanted to just like kind of watch the show from like a different angle, I I could just go from like so many different vantage points and the the building and just like the whole space was just like definitely like it was interesting because if I was like you know showing pictures of just like the empty room, I would have been like super skeptical, like okay, this might be too big, or you know like are the lights going to be on and like what's like the whole setup going to be like? But yeah, I feel like they just nailed it and it was just like a really cool environment. No, I agree. I think the lights should be on. I think that was the one thing that could have been. All the lights are out for every band, and then Inclination played, and they were like, yo, we want the lights on. And I remember watching their set, and like on the videos and stuff, and just inside the room, you could just see it, what was going on way better. Mm-hmm. And it just looked so much more crazy. 
Uh, so that'd be the only thing I literally would have changed about is maybe had the lights on, which is such a small and, you know, stupid thing. So it doesn't even matter, but that's how good the fest was. The, the only thing I can say bad about is the light should have been on. Yeah. Yeah. And when I like look back at my experience, there's like not a whole lot of bad things I can say. It's like, like so many positive things and I'm, you know, hoping obviously that January is looking pretty pretty slim but i'm hoping at, at some point and not even uh, just fya but I, I just hope next year uh like all the fests or even you know hopefully more than what happened this year because it was what it was just fya and ldb this year but I, i'm hoping next year more fests can pop off and we can you know get back to you know what hardcore was like before the pandemic i know bro it's crazy to think about how long uh it's been going on uh i was pretty bummed about this is hardcore not happening um this year because I have a lot of friends in Philly and that's just like a super fun weekend. You know, um, when you go to a fest, you just get to see people from all over that, you know, you only see like, you only see some of these people at festivals around heart. Cause it's just your friendship is based around heart side of the world or this, you know, country from each other or whatever. So, you know, stuff like that really sucks cause you just don't see as many friends, but, uh, next year, I mean, I feel like everything will be good next year. I hope I couldn't imagine if this went on, like another year from now, I just, I just couldn't imagine it. Yeah, it would be a dark place. I don't even know what it'd be like, but I, I definitely do agree because you know I met you at FYA, and I like when I went to that fest, I met so many people who I'd known like on the internet um, for the first time in real life. So it, it was definitely like a, a really good experience to be able to see everybody like in one like you know centralized place, and it's definitely cool because we all have our own lives and things exactly. going on. So it's not easy for us to just, you know, pick up and fly across the country or even the world just to get get together for a couple of days. So the fact that we can do it at a hardcore festival, you, you know, I, I always got to try to cherish those moments and like appreciate the time that I get to spend. Like when I see these people like from all, like different parts of from the world. Nope, I agree. Uh, there's a lot of people that hate on fest, which is fine. But um, I don't know. I love them. Like you just get to watch like, you know, nine or ten bands in a row that you're into or something like that and just chill with your friends and you know mosh and do whatever for like three days straight you know that's i couldn't imagine anything cooler than that so i am ready for them to be back yeah and i i get that you know fest can be a lot maybe uh, a little too much for people just like you know there's a lot going on there's a lot of people um but I don't think fests are a bad idea. I, I really enjoy them and I, I think it's cool and I love going to them. So I always just tried to go to obviously the local one here for me is Sound and Fury. So shout out Sound and Fury. I, I try to go every year. I feel like I've only missed like one year and that was like 2012. But uh, but yeah, but being able to travel to fests like FYA, I want to go to This Is Hardcore, LDB. Uh, it's just cool to see big fests like happening all over the country at like an awesome level. Yeah, I've actually uh, never. I've been to almost every fest except Sound and Fury. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I live really far from it. You know, it's like it'd True. be like a thirty-hour drive. But um, what year did Vi was? It, what year was like the Violation reunion or whatever? Violation. God, what or, year was that? Two thousand. Not. Does nine or ten? Hold on, I, I gotta look at the flyer. I can't remember. I remember I was young, but I, I saw that they were playing another show or something like that. And I was like, holy fuck, dude, I need to go see that. But I didn't end up happening. I was super young, so there was just no way it was going to happen. But uh, yeah, that's like one of the only ones I've never been to. 
That's crazy. Well, it's definitely uh, well this year it was going through a change because they switched up venues again. What, but I think it was like uh, probably gonna be for the better because it was like going to like a different location closer to the beach and kind of like a. I think it was supposed to be in like a airplane hangar or something. If I remember correctly, that sounds insane. Um, but yeah, I I, I always love what they do. I, I feel like they always try to um, be innovative and have cool lineups and like out here you know people travel out for the fest and then like the surrounding like uh counties or cities will have bands trickle in and sometimes we'll get cool shows before the fest that you know just because bands are in town or they'll even be like you know cool fallout like you know people still like around after the fest happens and we'll just like get these random shows together just because the bands are still in town so it's, it's always like a cool vibe and also like on top of those random shows like Santa Fe puts together like an awesome fest and then pre-shows after shows it, it's always like a like wild time because there's just so many people like from all over so if you ever get the opportunity I feel like you should come check it out at some point yeah I mean when it comes back I would love to yeah we got Carter out on the west coast have you ever been out here uh yeah yeah I've been out there on tour a few times uh with Malice at the Palace I think we've been twice to California. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where all we played. Dude, you know that, that drink? You're breaking up? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You, have you ever heard of that drink, Cactus Cooler? Yes, I have. Okay. I forgot where we were at in California. There's two really funny California show stories that I have. We were at some place like it literally looked like we turned a corner and we were like in Alabama. Mm. It was just in the middle of nowhere. And this dude just had like 60 cans of cactus cooler for us, uh, for the show. And we've all been obsessed with it ever since. Uh, I even got my friend, um, my friend Nick who lives in LA to mail me like a case of it to give to my uh, friend Robert for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And there was another show in Sacramento that was like at a biker bar. And I forgot what happened, but basically they were like, these biker dudes were just like beating the shit out of this poor kid. And then MATP uh, covered hoods and I sang the hoods cover and people were just like, it was crazy. And then the guy who apparently was singing for hoods at the time walked up and was like, oh yeah, I, I play in that band right now. We were just having fun because the show was like, there was like no one there. So we were just acting dumb the whole time. It was fun, but the biker people were crazy. Yeah, that sounds uh, sounds like a pr- pretty interesting environment to be at a biker bar, and then some like you know random hardcore kids are getting beat up. Yeah, some some poor kid, bro. He was I don't even know what he was doing, but he was getting his ass beat. Yeah, that, that's funny. Uh, I enjoyed hoods. Uh, I feel like they, they've had like a like they were like really hot, and like they're still active uh, to this day. But I just don't know what, what happened to them, and. Uh, I don't know. I I really enjoyed uh, "Pray for Death." Great record, but I don't know. Shout out hoods. Yeah, yeah, hoods is old. old hoods is sick, bro. Yeah, I saw them so many times, and I I thought they were so sick. I I was able to see them with the original singer once, and then the majority of the time that I saw them, uh, Mike or Mikey Hood was uh you know switched from guitar and was doing vocals, so. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Well, yeah. Next year, Santa Fury. Hopefully, who knows? Maybe 
it'll be back uh, where it was scheduled or maybe they'll find a, another venue because I, I see them teasing stuff on uh, Instagram and Twitter that they're like starting to plan for it I guess like this far in advance so should be interesting to see how everything plays out yeah I think that's a I think people shouldn't just give up right now like I know a lot of people are, are probably just like what's the point of like putting music out or like booking a fest or something like that. I kind of get it, but I don't, I think it's like depressing to just give up all hope right now. You know, I think it's important just to like keep yourself busy. Like if you're doing a fest, you know, still plan on a date happening. Don't just completely give up. And then all of a sudden everything's fine and you have nothing planned and just no shit can happen. So yeah, it's just like a tricky situation. Cause I, I was talking to, uh, this guy, uh, John Mackey, he plays in Vatican and he, he was uh, talking about how they had basically all of 2020 planned uh, for touring and obviously things got scrapped. And then I asked like, okay, so 2020 got scrapped. Like, how do you even go forward and start planning for 2021? Just things are like, so in, like up in the air. So I, like the way I imagine is like things I have to start, you know, in your local area and things just kind of have to, you kind of kind of grow from there. Like when things start opening back up where you're able to, you know, comfortably and actually make plans, but I don't really know. Yeah. Like I said, no one knows, but at least for me personally, you know, I like to keep busy and at least have hope that, you know, shit will happen sometime relatively soon. Yeah, no, I, I think it's awesome that, uh, during this whole pandemic, uh, your record label, um, from within has stayed busy, been putting out bands. And obviously this, uh, compilation was a big deal. So many people involved, so I'm glad you guys were able to stay active and actually put something out because it is definitely important. I kind of was on the fence like a while back about bands releasing stuff during the quarantine because I'm I always just try to look at like the like bigger picture, like, OK, like new music's out. But then what? Like you can't play shows or do anything like whatever. But but I think uh, I think I was wrong. I, I think it's cool that bands have been releasing stuff during the quarantine and just keeping busy and even your bands popping up and just getting people interested. Cause it's just uh, kind of just building the excitement for when things do open back up and things are able to happen. There's going to just be like, you know, obviously all these new bands that haven't been able to do anything. Then even the bands who are, are established um, are finally gonna be able to, you know, play those records that they put out and, you know, record labels like you guys uh, are able to go out and just uh, finally be in front of people's faces and just try to like, you know, grow that way as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think this would all be a lot more miserable if, like, hardcore just come and there was no new music, there was no nothing. Like, you know, I think that's another reason the comp did really well is because everyone's been going through, you know, rough shit right now. Um, then that came out, and it's like, hey, here's 15 new songs from bands, you know. I think that's another reason it, it uh, was received so well, so... Uh, yeah, you know, I, I have no plans to like, I had no plans to just not release anything. You know, that doesn't do any good for me or the bands or anything. It's kind of pointless because like you said, like when the shows come back, there's still this music that hasn't been played live that people want to see, they want to mosh to and all that stuff. So I don't think it'll really be that crazy. Um, like I said, when it comes back, people are so, and luckily there'll be a bunch of new bands and new songs, you know, that can be played instead of going back to the same songs you know you heard before all this shit happened true uh bringing up uh dom again i i asked him about the the, the color of the artwork he, he said it was a different color before orange uh are, are you able to speak about what color it uh, was before that 
Yeah, it was like a, a red. And I don't even, there was, like, people ask me, they're like, what does the orange color mean? And it really does, it literally doesn't mean anything. It, it just looks cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the artwork I, I did pick out, but it was originally red. And we were just, he was just kind of sending me different versions of it. And we were deciding. And then he sent one with orange. And I was like, dude, holy fuck. That is, that's the one, you know, it looks cool. Uh, I think like he said on the podcast, it looks really nineties. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just turned out, it turned out super sick. Um, I love the orange. And like I said, it doesn't have, and it just looks cool. Okay. And, and I like the artwork. I kind of stole from, uh, the, a call for unity comp. If you've ever heard of that, mm-hmm. it's just like two guys fighting on the front. Uh, so I definitely like got the idea strictly from that. So that's awesome. Oh, I, I definitely love, you know, you just kind of, uh, you know, kind of paying homage to an older comp and, you know, kind of throwing in something a little more modern, you know? Yeah, definitely. Cause you think about how much more popular, uh, MMA is these days, like, especially like, uh, today, like, uh, there was a UFC last night, probably like one of the uh, biggest middleweight fights ever. It's, it's just cool that there's so many people uh, into MMA now that it's like become like an actual like major sport and not some weird like underground thing that people will watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of people ask me that too, like the uh, about the pictures and stuff. And like, there's no like real meaning about them. I just, just like tie that in somehow. So yeah, I don't know. There's no meaning. I just thought it looked sick, and I was trying to think of ideas for the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it definitely uh, is like an awesome idea. I, I, I definitely like the way that the whole layout came together. I feel like it, it represents it like pretty well, and I, I think it's a an awesome like image. Yeah, definitely. And I, I watched. Uh, I didn't watch all the fights last night, but I did watch the Stylebender fight. Uh, because I was just out with friends, and that's the and it was sick as hell, bro. He beat the hell out of Costa. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I guess we can talk about this. You watched it, yeah. When I watched that fight, I was uh, I was expecting Paulo Costa to come out the way that he did against Yoel uh, Romero and a lot of the other people that he fought, just like like uh, aggressive but uh, smart with it, not just throwing wild punches and like you know just uh, chasing after him. But I just don't know what he was doing. He just stood there, and I feel like those uh, those leg kicks early, you know, to the calf and to his knee, just like hurt him way more than he, he thought it would, and it just like was like his downfall because he wasn't checking those at all. It was terrible. Oh yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I mean, after the first round, it said that he had taken fifteen leg kicks, and like I, I do, I do mostly jujitsu. That's like that's what I love to do. But I do mm. kickboxing uh, too. Like I mess around with it just for like fun. Uh, and I guess just like self-defense reasons, but like if someone has never trained before, like I've been kicked in the leg by someone sparring and it can hurt. So if you're getting kicked in the leg 15 times by a professional fighter, you're like, he's probably not walking today. Like I couldn't imagine being kicked that many times in my leg by, you know, style bender. Like it, it definitely. And like you said, like he definitely got into his brain cause he didn't, he threw like five punches. Like he was just standing there talking shit to him the whole time and just getting kicked in the leg and not doing anything. It was very, very strange fight. 
Yeah, I, I hope he kind of learns from his performance because he, he was doing some uh, taunting and just kind of, you know, just doing stuff that he shouldn't have. He should have actually been focused on actually fighting. So I, I hope he uh, comes back at some point because he, he's a talented fighter. I, I don't think you can get to his record uh, and especially like, beat the people that he has in the UFC, uh, you know, just by luck. So he, he's a skilled fighter, but he just didn't perform at all. And obviously Izzy uh, might be the best middleweight champion ever. So... I want to see him come back and uh, you know, maybe I don't even know if he can even get back to Izzy because Izzy's just on this like you know crazy trajectory where he's you know taking out so many of the top opponents like the people who deserve to fight for the title like I, I don't know if Costa will be able to get back up there because Izzy might be gone he might be you know he, he's talking about or Izzy's talking about going up you know heavyweight which I thought was crazy and maybe making a stop at light heavyweight so who knows where he's headed mm. Yeah, I don't think he'd ever after that fight. There's no way he'd ever beat him. Uh, and there's like like you said, he was taunting. There's nothing funnier than someone just acting like a jackass and then just getting you know just stomped out. So uh, he is a good fighter, no doubt. He looked like a straight up like tank last night. I was like looking at him. He was just jacked last night. Um, so he looked super scary, and I was like, I wonder how this fight's gonna go. I wanted Stylebender to win personally. I think he's sick. Um, but he just straight up, like I said, he dominated. And I was kind of shocked at how he just didn't do anything. He just stood there and let him kick him as many times as he wanted to. Yeah, insane. But yeah, but I was really stoked. Um, I, I'm definitely a big Stylebender fan. So been following his career since he got into the UFC. So just being able to see him, you know, uh, you know, legit, like legitimately, like work his way up through the competition and just fight his way through the ranks and get to the belt. And uh, you know, he, he's been doing it like super solid. And I, I, I don't really see any of the other middleweights like Jared Cannonier or Jack Hermanson. Like those are the only two people that I think uh, could pose a challenge. But I just don't think they're on his level because he's just way too experienced in just fighting in general. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think anyone is uh, touching him anytime soon in that in that weight division for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you mentioned that you uh, do change jujitsu. Obviously, we, we talked about it last time you're on the podcast. But uh, how are things these days? Are, are you able to uh, train uh, at your local gym, or are you still having to practice with your training dummy? Uh, yeah, I still have a training dummy, and I practice with my uh, friends uh, one on one a few times a week. So I haven't regressed at all, but it's definitely not as cool as it could be. Um, my school is open. Mm -hmm. And like five or six people have got COVID, which isn't that crazy considering like 60 students go there. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you just can't trust the people that go there. And like, I, I take, I, I'm not like a, I take COVID seriously, but I'm not like a crazy person, like in my house boarded up or anything like that. But, uh, there's just people who go there that like, right when everything started happening, uh, Pensacola, Florida wasn't that crazy. There was like, literally seven cases while it was crazy everywhere else. It finally caught up here and it's, it's, you know, like everywhere else now, but they were just like, Oh, this is a conspiracy theory. Like this is the Democrats trying to destroy the economy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I literally can't trust you guys. Like you, like, you know what I mean? Like these are the type of people that some of them that go there and I'm not talking like trying to talk bad about them, but, if they felt sick, they would just be like, uh, there's no way I have COVID. I'm just going to go to class. So, uh, just for myself, like if I lived alone, it'd be different, but you know, right now I'm just trying to be a little bit safer. So I just train one-on-one -on -one with my friend, you know, we still drill stuff and, uh, roll stuff. So, 
we're still progressing, but you know, it'll be nice when everything is back to normal for all this shit happen. No, for sure. No, I, I totally respect that because obviously it's not something you want to just go out and get. So obviously you're going to want to distance yourself from the people who are a little more reckless with it. So I, you know, definitely respect that. And I don't blame you for it because it, it is a weird world out there and you don't know uh, how it will affect you. Cause obviously it, it affects uh, everyone differently. So just depending on, uh, you know, who you are, um, it's not going to be the same for everybody else. So it, it's you know, better to be safe than be out there just like risking it all. Yeah. And like, I'll go through phases. Like I'll be like, uh, it's like not that like bad. Like if I get it, go do some more stuff. But then like recently, um, a 30 year old person at my school died from it. So, oh, wow. and I don't know if there was underlying conditions or anything like that, but, uh, you know, I'm 26. So it's just when you hear stuff like that, you're like, damn, it just, you know, obviously scares you. Like, uh, maybe, you know, you need to be a little bit more careful and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's all confusing. I go back and forth on how I feel about it. Like, not that it's fake. I've never thought that, but it's, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, maybe now. And then you see like the numbers, like two thousand people got it in your county. It's like, how the how the fuck is that possible? This has been going on for so long. How are this many people still getting this? But I don't know. It just sucks right now. And I'm just curious because I, I saw like a, a news report was it yesterday that was it the, the the governor of Florida wanted to just uh, go into phase three and open everything back up uh, so like our restaurants and everything uh, are like fully open. Yeah, yeah, he, all restaurants are fully open again. There's no compass. There's no like limitations. Um, yeah, he is a epic loser to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Florida's like top three worst states had like crazy amounts of deaths and case numbers. But he still is just like, oh, let's just open the shit back up. Who cares? So that's why Florida is just not a good place to be right now because uh, people just don't give a shit. You know, they really don't. Florida is a very Republican. That's the best way to describe it. Like very, very Republican. Okay, so um, things are like, you know, the restaurants are fully open now, but are is there still like a mask policy or is that just not a thing? Uh, there is a mask thing, but it's honestly not really enforced. Like people come into my work all the time. Uh, mo- I would say most, I work at this place called Publix. Uh, most people that come in, they have a mask on, but if they don't, we're supposed, like, we're supposed to tell them legally they have to, but my, you know, no one just says anything. So it's, you know, pretty loose here, but yeah, there is like a, a still mandatory. You have to wear a mask inside city limits if you go into any business or anything like that. Okay. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm asking these questions because I'm scheduled to go to Florida uh, next month, like literally like a month from uh, right now from when we're speaking. So I'm just trying to uh, figure out what things are like out there right now. Because obviously things could be way different by the time it's time for me to go. But I'm just you know, always curious about what's going on currently out there. Yeah, uh, right now it's the Wild West. That's, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, what part of Florida are you going to? Uh, Orlando. Orlando, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, are you going, what are you doing down there? Uh, Disney or whatever? Yeah, so my friends and I do an annual Halloween trip. So uh, we were just kind of like talking about it and trying to see if we should do it still. And I think like, I think like half the group is, still down than the other half just um uh, by coincidence like has like other things going on so it's not going to be like the full group this year but there's like uh still a, a couple of us that are i'm um, still trying to go and i'm willing to go 
and I, I'm just like kind of I, I feel like I'm more curious about what the world is like out there right now. And I, I still obviously am doing my best to stay safe out here in California and we'll try to do the same out in Florida. But I, I'm just really curious, like, you know, how it is out there, because it, it just seems uh, so different because the, the fact I have that, a uh, close friend. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, you were cutting out. Uh, I have a close friend who lives in L.A. You know, we talk every day mm-hmm. and it's from what he tells me, like it's pretty much night and day from here to there. Like I feel like L.A. pretty much like California kind of shut down for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Like things are starting to ease up, like like restaurants um, are like open back up for dining on the inside. But, you know, there is like capacity. Uh, and like obviously people still wear masks so we're not to where you guys are at but yeah like we're, we're like slowly getting back there so like yeah i feel like you guys are like definitely like like progress more than we have yeah like it, nothing ever shut down here like that just didn't happen like the only thing that happened is that bars had to close down mm-hmm. um but some of them stayed open because they were like well we serve food so uh food had to be like to go for like a few weeks and the mall did shut down for a little bit, but like overall, nothing really happened. And like, it's kind of hard to explain that to people. Um, but yeah, like when he'll tell me stuff, he's like, yeah, all this shit's like shut down, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, people are just living normal out here. Like people just truly do not care. Yeah. And to, to hear that, um, especially like the way that we've been living out here, it's just like, yeah, uh, such a trip to, to think about because we've, you know, like I said, like things have been closed down and uh, it's like people are like dying to have things like reopen because they want to obviously, uh, you know, try to get the economy back to where it was and have it be better. And uh, people are just like, you know, so sick and tired of not having like a job or being like stuck indoors and not really having anything to do. So it, it definitely is strange. Yeah. And more than likely, you'll be fine. You know, if you just wear your mask the whole time, uh, I, I assume Disney makes people wear masks. So it'll be, I guess, as safe as it can be. Uh, like I recently, a few weeks ago, went to Philadelphia. So, I mean, I travel. That's the only time I've traveled during this. But it just got to the point where I was like, yeah, I feel, you know, like, like the risk is literally lower once I get into the city of Philadelphia than it is where I am now because there's stricter like you know laws around this stuff right now so Mm -hmm. uh the plane ride was like the only sketchy part but the air is recycled you have to wear a mask the whole time or the air is not recycled or whatever uh you have to wear a mask the whole time so and i luckily didn't get it from anything like that though so i mean i feel like people can be you know fine as long as they're safe and you know just don't go too crazy like i'm not saying get on a plane every other weekend to go do something but uh there has to be some form of normalcy back to life for people you know that are just depressed and shit so i don't know it's it's tricky what to do and what's right so people get mad at you no matter what uh what however you think about it so there's no real way to win 100 percent. it's like uh it, it definitely is a trip because like i have friends who um who, who are just like out and about hitting bars every night just going out and living their life and i'm like that's cool i hope you're staying safe i hope you don't get it uh, but then also I, I have other friends who are, you know, just um, are like way like more cautious about it, like not going out. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like um, kind of in the middle because like I've gone out a, a 
couple times but not to like a bar or anything like i've gone out and like seen friends but i've only seen like the same like four or five people during this whole pandemic like there's so many friends like locally here in orange county that i haven't seen since before this whole thing started and it's just so crazy to think about because like i'll talk to them on uh you know on instagram or like we'll text and it's crazy because i know they're in town we're all like we all live here but we just haven't seen each other because uh like we all kind of get that we're not trying to like hang out all the time especially during this because there's not like that much to do out here like we could go to like a park or the beach or something where we can walk around town but there's like not like a whole lot of like activities so it's like this is kind of this weird thing where we all just kind of get that um like we know why we haven't seen each other in so long it's not like because of like you know like anything bad about our relationship it's just like just whatever's going on right now so it's strange yeah yeah i mean i've been i've been safe overall as well like i've had like the same six friends for like a decade now and those are the only those are pretty much the only people I hung out with before, but that's like all I really hang out with now. And uh, we can still like go to the beach and stuff here. Cause like the beaches here are not like California. Like you'll see pictures of the beaches in California and it's like people shoulder to shoulder. Like, and I'm just like, Holy hell, that looks miserable. Mm-hmm. But, like if you go to Pensacola beach, you can easily be the only person with like, I don't like a big, huge area around. You're the only person on the beach for like, I don't know. I explain it in feet or whatever, but, you can be secluded and um, like away from people on our beach. Okay. Um, I, w- I want to ask you something, but if it's too personal, um, I totally get it and, and you don't have to speak on it. But um, recently you went to a wedding and I was just curious what it was like in that environment. Like, like do people, you know, acknowledge that things were going on or was it all just like, you know, all you know, good feels because of you, there was, you guys were there for like a celebration. Yeah. Um, Everyone was like a little, like people wore masks, uh, for the most part, unless we were like eating and stuff like that. Um, it was for my friend, uh, Robert, uh, who you've had on, he plays in burning strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been one of my best friends literally for like almost 10 years now. So I was like, I mean, we have to go like, we'll just wear a mask and be safe. And it honestly was fun. I mean, it, it, it kind of made things just feel normal for a minute. Like we were just celebrating, uh, our, two friends, you know, getting married. So at first I was like, I don't know how this is going to be like, is everyone just going to be really awkward and no one's going to dance or want to be around each other. Um, but it was pretty normal. Uh, no one's gotten sick that I've heard of. And it was like three weeks ago now, two or three weeks ago now. So, um, yeah, it was a little sketchy, just like the thought of it, but it ended up being really fun and we all had a really good time. Okay. Hell yeah. That, that that's definitely awesome to hear. Um, you know, congratulations, uh, to Robert and his wife because I, I I did see the you know your uh, stories and stuff and I was like curious because obviously it's um you know like a, a a big thing to to have a wedding but to do it during these times I I just you know hope that it was a good time so I, I was just curious about how everything went down but but I, I'm glad to hear it, it was good and not not bad or weird or anything yeah it was fun and I'm sure like like people like obviously my friends and I posted pictures there I'm sure there are people that are like oh, look at these dumbasses, like, going to a wedding during COVID, which I get, but it's, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What are you going to do? Like, it's been going on for so long. Like, I don't know. I think for something. You know, like, unless I had COVID, then obviously I wouldn't go. But Mm -hmm. to me, it was worth the risk, you know, to see my friend's wedding, like, one of my best friend's wedding day. So it was fun. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, getting back to uh, From Within, I – you mentioned earlier, obviously, there's a vinyl that you wanted to press and 
2021. So it's cool that you're looking ahead and, uh, you know, going to keep the train rolling. Uh, Is there any like newer bands that you can talk about that maybe um, you're going to be doing stuff with that like, isn't that vinyl? Uh, So there's no, there's no band, newer bands. The band that I'm doing the record for is a band that's on the comp. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I can go ahead and talk about this one. I, I am going to be doing uh, another release for that band, Sheer Force from Texas. It was okay. on the comp. Shout out Sheer Force. Uh, they're trying to like, yeah, Sheer Force, yeah. Uh, they're trying to get everything together, and they're going to put a promo out. And um, I would like to do a seven inch for them if shows are back and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of playing it by ear. Um, if not, and they can't, like still can't play or anything like that, I probably will do as. I'm doing something either way, but it might be a CD. Um, we're just trying to like play it by ear, but I like that band a lot. And that was another thing I wanted to do with the comp is like, there are some bands that I feel like are super good, but they're kind of smaller. And a lot of people, you know, cause like the way the internet is, there's like a new demo. Out, so stuff gets lost. And there was a few bands and sheer force was one of them. I was like, I want people to hear this band. Like this band is really, really good to me. And I think if they listen to it, they'd check it out and they would love it. So, uh, yeah, Sheer Force is a good example of that. Um, Age of Apocalypse is another one. I think that band is like insanely slept on. Um, there's a lot of bands that try to do the style of music that they do and it just doesn't work, but they do it like perfectly. So yeah. And that was just like, I'm going to hear these kind of smaller bands that, you know, I feel like people would love. They just maybe get overlooked in the shuffle of everything going on. Mm-hmm. No, like uh, you mentioned, Age of Apocalypse. There was a bunch of people uh, who I'm friends with um, who are into hardcore, and to be honest, you know, like hardcore is pretty big. And sometimes, like you know, people get uh, you know uh, kind of just like set in like one section of hardcore and kind of just like don't really pay attention to um, what else is going on. So I, I saw like a bunch of people who I didn't even know were. Um, aware of the comp, like reposting it and talking about how much they love that track from Age of Apocalypse, which is awesome because, like, I know about Age of Apocalypse because, uh, you know, I, I've had some people, uh, you know, like Jay from Mind Force, uh, you know, uh, Sam from Soulblind. Uh, I had uh, Alex from Streets of Hate on. So, like, talking to those guys from that, like, immediate area and, like, having every one of them tell me about Age of Apocalypse, that's how I found out about them. But seeing people who weren't aware you know starting to get into them and post about them i was like all right this is cool this is like something positive coming out of the comp and that's something that is cool to see like you know bands who um have been doing stuff are like you know finally like getting discovered and being put in front of people who they probably would have never been in front of before so it's it's definitely awesome to see yeah i think the uh, age of apocalypse song was like overall like the everyone's like favorite song like so many people hit me up and they were just like Dude, I've never heard of this band, but this is like amazing. I'm listening to their other stuff already. I looked on their, uh, like Spotify like monthly listener, it's gone up, I think like four times what it has. And I was like, awesome. Like what I wanted to do is like working for bands. Uh, I'm not like patting myself on the back with that. I'm just saying like, I think it's sick. Cause I think that band like deserves to be huge. They're legitimately so good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm glad it worked out, but I'd say overall, that was probably people's favorite song off the comp. Like, I think it definitely blew a lot of people away. And that's like every song on the comp, like a bunch of people like come up to me and they're like, Oh, what you did was so awesome. And like, ultimately I really didn't do anything. I just hit up bands that I like. Uh I feel like every single band on the comp went like 
above and beyond their other songs. Like every single song on the comp for the most part is the band's best song that they put out. So, you know, shout out to all the bands, not me, because these, these are the guys who, you know, put all the work in. Like I just made the track listing and hit up people and paid for CDs. That's it. So, uh, yeah, shout out to all the bands. Like I said, all the songs that I got literally blew me away when I got them. So I was pumped on that. Yeah. Hell yeah. And like, like I've said before, the, the fact that so many different bands from all different, uh, types of hardcore were down to come together and, uh, you know, write new songs and record them for the comp is like you know, so cool. And it's awesome that people are, are just, you know, willing and down to support an idea like that and make it happen. Cause for for them to be uh like on this comp and you look at it like this uh comp obviously like it's still like new to us but you know years from now we're, we're gonna look back and be like holy shit like that actually happened so it's, it's a cool piece of hardcore history uh that we can kind of like you know identify right now in real time that like you know people are gonna be looking back and listening to this thing for a really long time yeah and i mean that's what i hope you know that'd be amazing like it's like 20 years listen to the comp and it's like oh my god like this is like a legendary comp and like I said, that has nothing to do with me. That has to do with the bands who wrote all these songs. So uh, that that's my goal for it. And like I said, I couldn't be happier with how it turned out. Um, there was a few bands that dropped. Like I really wish that Dead Heat could have worked out. I love them. Um, and I know they would have put out a sick song. I know they just recorded a record, but uh, a bunch of stuff, all that stuff happened with their drummer. And then they got a new drummer and they just couldn't get it done by the date that I needed it by to get the CDs in. So it just didn't work out. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear their new album because I'm sure it's going to be crazy. Yeah, well, maybe uh, they could just make a return and make it on the next comp. But, um, that's one thing I've, I've learned. Uh, I need to start planning like the next one kind of soon. Um, it, it really wasn't that big of a headache. Uh, most of the bands, almost all the bands got me the stuff when I needed by, but like bands like drop and bands are you know they need extra time and all this stuff so if i've learned anything i need to do it a few more months in advance and have everything planned out especially if i'm going to do a record because the production time is way longer than getting a cd yeah i well i feel like that was your first go and you can just improve and learn from the things that you know kind of got in the way this time and so next time you do it things will run smoother so it's like you know it's trial and error you you'll figure it out yeah, I think the next one will be, like, bigger and better. And I don't say better is, like, better bands on it, but I just think, like, there's just, like, people know what it is now. Uh, it kind of, like, people know what From Within Records is now uh, because of that. So, like, when I put the next one out, everyone, you know, hopefully will be like, oh, here's volume two, like, this, mm -hmm. this is, I, I have a few bands in mind, but I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, but, yeah, it'll be the same thing. It'll probably be 15 songs again. Uh, maybe one less or one more, something like that. Um, it'll always be all new songs. I think that's like an important thing. They're kind of pointless to put an old song. Like I wanted to be new songs for these yeah. bands, so the people to check out. Hundred percent, because if it was just like an old song, people would just you know you could just create a, a a playlist at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it needs to be like a new and exclusive song. Let's put the songs on their albums, like that they're doing. I don't care. That's you know that's awesome. Do whatever, but. I really wanted like these songs when they came out. I wanted this to be the first place people heard them was on this top. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, well, and speaking about I'm from within records, uh, is there any chance, like obviously I ordered the shirts that you guys put out a couple months ago. Is, is there any, uh, you know, thoughts about maybe doing some hoodies or anything coming up? Yeah. So I think I am going to do a hoodie with the same design. 
Uh, a bunch of people asked me for them because I just made like three of them just for me and just two of my friends who wanted them. Mm-hmm. And, and I posted a picture of one and they were like, oh, that's like sick. Like I would buy that, blah, blah, blah. And I almost put them up with the records, but like shipping a hoodie and a record would be like so complicated to put them in one thing. You know what I mean? It has to be like a big so box. I think, yeah, because like with a record, I can just put it in a vinyl mailer. Mm-hmm. It's really like, it's cheaper for people shipping wise. Like I'm not shoving a hoodie in something like that. So it just wouldn't have worked. But I think I'm going to wait a few more weeks, like middle of October when it gets a little bit colder. And I'll probably put up the same design uh, just as a hoodie because a, a, a good amount of people ask for it. So I'd be down to do that. And I think they turned out cool. The shirts turned out cool too. Uh, Dom also designed that. He did the, the front logo and the uh, the back logo. So shout out to Dom for that. Oh, dang. That, that's crazy. I had no idea that, that he did that one. Because I, I um, look at my uh, the, the gray t-shirt, the one that I ordered. I, I, I look at it and it, it just trips me out because like, it, it just looks so fake. But like, but it's good yeah. quality. Like the 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 print and everything is awesome quality. But then I, I just look at it and it's just like it, it's just like crazy how we, uh, just the way it lo- that it looks. It just strips me out like every time. So I'm definitely into it. I will buy a hoodie whenever you put it up. So I'll you know keep my eyes out for that. But definitely stoked to hear that you're um, already like have the idea to do that because it's, it's awesome. It's cool. People want hoodies. It's getting yeah, it's gonna I, get cold. Yeah, uh, in the future. Uh, I don't know. Just trying to do one thing at a time. Um, mm-hmm. I hate shipping out stuff. Like when I do like cassettes or like the CDs, like it was a lot of CDs. It probably took me six hours to package and ship everything. Mm-hmm. So shipping stuff is punishing. So I, I like to do stuff uh, a little staggered because I, you know, I, I go to school full time. I go to work. There's just not that much time to have for six hours just been packaging stuff. So. Yeah, because that, that cuts into your, your your personal time, the time where you want to enjoy yeah. enjoy yourself. You know, when you're not having to you know put in the work, you know, to go to school and actually work. So no, I, I definitely get that, but but it's cool that, that you're willing to you know put in the the work to you know get these CDs out, do this record label because it, 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 in my opinion uh, has been a very positive thing. So I, I definitely appreciate the, the work that you've been putting in. Yeah, and I don't want sound like i've ordered stuff from me no i'm very grateful uh that people like what i'm what the you know from within doing right now so but shipping stuff does just take up a huge amount of time so uh yeah i just can't put up everything at once but like i said uh, hoodies definitely are going to happen and i would like to do hats in the future as well okay well the future is looking bright we're here tail end of september and uh, you know, the, the year's coming to an end. Uh, I hope you guys end it with a bang and things just continue to grow next year. I am a huge fan of everything that you've done, the, the bands that you've, you know, um, done tapes for, uh, the vinyl for the comp, just everything. It's, uh, you know, in my opinion, just been a really good thing. So I'm uh, definitely stoked on your record label and everything that you guys are doing. Uh, this is just in general for any bands. Like if you ever had a demo or something you want to send me, you can just send it to the Instagram or my emails on there too. You can just email it to me. So I'm always, you know, open to listening to stuff. Um, yeah. So, cause I mean, ultimately I can't find out about every new band out there, uh, you know, to put out like, you know what I mean? I only know about 
people I know that know people that hit me up and they're like, Hey, my friend's about to put a band out or put a demo out. You should check it out. So mm-hmm. if people know they're going to release music or something like that, feel free to send it to me. I'll check it out always. All right. Well, seriously, uh, Carter, thank you again for uh, taking the time to come on the podcast. I, I definitely uh, appreciate you. And, uh, I seriously thank you for doing what you do for hardcore. It's um, amazing. And I just hope you continue to you know, keep that going for a really long time. Thank you, bro. Uh, yeah. And thank you everyone. Like, seriously, thank you everyone who's, you know, supported the label so far. Uh, it means a lot. When I first started this, I don't, I don't think it's huge or anything right now, but I never knew that like, you know, the comp, like I would sell out of CDs and then, you know, I'm over halfway sold out of the record now for the comp. So, um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for everyone and the support and there will be a lot more coming soon, especially now that my first record's out, you know, I'm just going to try to keep the vinyl rolling out with bands and stuff like that. All right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top. <laughs>